He's got a gun! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lunch Hour presents Cinema Astralis. I'm Meow. And I'm the newsroom. And today we're covering David Michaud's debut film, 2010's Animal Kingdom. Yes, we are. So do you want to do a... Do you have a synopsis? Oh, I do. No? It's very, very involved. Um, I just like highlights because, you know... Well, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers and... You know, I, I think we should do the we should do the uh, the what is it, the synopsis more as a trailer. <laughs> I'll try and um, condense the synopsis. So, seventeen-year-old Joshua J. Cody, um, mother overdoses, and he, um, you know, moves in with his grandmother, Janine Smurf Cody, the affectionate matriarch of a Melbourne crime family, that uses her home as a base. The home is being watched by cops who are looking for her oldest son, Andrew, Pope Cody, played by Ben Mendelsohn, who's in hiding. The volatile middle brother, Craig Sullivan Stapleton, deals drugs, successfully enough to have bought the house for his mother. Um, the youngest brother, Darren, Luke Ford, follows the lead of his siblings, while family friend Baz, Joel Edgerton, leads the gang, which specialises in armed robbery. Craig takes Jay along to meet with a crooked cop from the drug squad who tells Craig that renegade cops on the armed robbery squad are on the lookout for all of them. Baz goes to meet Pope at a shopping centre where they discuss quitting crime and going straight. This is a long synopsis, I'm sorry. <laughs> it really, it's kind of blow by blow, but let's just say it follows the um, exploits of a Melbourne crime family hmm. and um, you know members of that family turn on each other yeah. and um, a whole lot of drama ensues. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Um, what does it say about Australia? Yeah, we haven't been doing that in a lot of well, I've, I've taken to writing these down for every all our movies now. So I actually yeah. have a lot to say about this. Um, okay. okay. I think one of Please. the things that made Animal Kingdom so unique mm-hmm. and so special was that it. I think it's the first film that actually showcases Australian criminals as they are um, oh, okay. in a realistic way. It doesn't um, idolise them. In so any say, such way, no? Not so much idolise them, but it, it no, shows... No, it doesn't idolise them, is what I'm saying. Mm. Well, I would say more that their manner and their way of speaking and their way of behaving mm-hmm. is very accurately represented in this film. I think a lot of Australian crime and a lot of... Um, sort of goes for more of an American feel and okay. or English and the way that those criminals behave, but the way that the criminals behave in Animal Kingdom is really and truly uniquely Australian. They are very quiet, they are very mm. smart, they are very low-key, and they're very close fam- close-knit family, yes. um, and I feel that that is kind of the hallmark of um, sort of career criminals in Australia, and I don't know I sound like an expert, but I actually had some as next-door neighbours, mm. they kind of really reminded me of um, some of the people in this film, um, and that they're kind of extra creepy for it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's not like a hyped up dramatization. It's more, to, no. more of a realistic depiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're yeah, very I cold. Felt, I, I felt that, and it's like these. You could probably have these people, um, you know, living near you because I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that you know I, I live on a farm, mm. and several farms away there was someone who used to grow marijuana on occasion. Right. And like it was all just kind of. But to meet him, it just oh, how's it going, mate? How you going? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, barbecue and all this. I was like, oh, 
You wouldn't pick them. But you no. kind of can pick them as well, if you know the signs. I don't know People who signs. live next to me have been in Long Bay Jail. Oh, okay. And the two old men, in the backyard, they used to, or paddock, whatever, I live on yes. a farm too, they used to pace, and they used to pace up and down the exact length of the exercise yard. Wow. Because they were so used to being in jail. Jeez. Little things like that. Anyway, okay. we really knew they were criminals when the kids came over, crying and screaming. I'm like, they shot Poppy in the heart ten times. Oh. Yeah, they were doing an armed robbery, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow. Mm. Very similar vibe to the characters in this film. Like, it's just, okay. They just seem like ordinary people from the outside. Right? Okay, that kind of covers, what does it say about Australians? Um, and oh, no, there's more. Oh, right. Well, also, if we look at the police and what it says about the Australian police, I think it's quite accurate. Well, the, the Victorian commissioner, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he's in, he was talking about, uh, I think he was talking about speed cameras and um, something like that, and his line was along the lines of, you need to put a bit of fear into the people. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not sure if you should be really doing that, <laughs> making a culture of fear as part of your community. <laughs> Brilliant. Mom. Oh. In, in Animal Kingdom, one of the cops is described as one of the few non-corrupt cops. And I would say particularly, I think, Melbourne has like a, a long tradition of corrupt cops. Mm -hmm. um, going back to Roger the Dodger, Rogerson. <laughs> so if we, if we look at someone like Roger Rogerson and the, the actual family that this is based on, they had yes. dealings with Roger Rogerson, the real families. This is, it is based on an actual Melbourne crime family. They were known as the Peth... Pettengills. Pettengill. The Pettengill crime family, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, where's Roger Do Rogerson? Let me see. Um, do, do, do. Sorry. All right. Um, Roger Rogerson um, actually conspired with Dennis Allen, who was Mr. Death or Mr. D, which is what Pope's character was based on, mm -hmm. conspired with him to import heroin. Now, Roger Rogerson was one of the most decorated officers oh, in the police force. Of course, Having of course. received at least 13 awards for bravery, wow. outstanding policemanship and devotion to duty, including the Peter Mitchell Trophy, the highest annual police award. Wow. During his time in office, he was implicated in, but never convicted of, yes. two killings, bribery, assault and drug dealing. <laughs> so that's what it says about yeah, Australian police. Uh, <laughs> you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's probably a bit of that. Well, then why do they call him yeah. Roger the Dodger? Jeez. <laughs> Roger the Dodger, Rogerson. Well, you know, there's also the, I think the, it's the, the police who, um, who investigate themselves as well. I, 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 is there an independent that does that? I don't And is the independent really independent? And often, often the person that, that they'll hire to do this investigation is the corrupt one. <laughs> you know, that's how it always works. Okay. Um, best performance. I'm giving it to Ben Mendelsohn. I'd like to give it also to Jackie Weaver. I I was going to go Ben Mendelsohn, um, but then I um, what's his name? I was going to say it's not. It's not. Uh, um, not the not the rookie. The rookie was very good though. James Freshfield. Mm, really good. It was really good. Um, Joel Edgerton. I I wanted. I wanted more Joel. 
I could like watching him and his family and his the way he was doing things. I'm just like, I want more Joel. He's bloody good. And then, boom, no Joel. Mm. And I was, I had to stop the movie. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this the things just got real. Things shit you know, get real, man. It's just like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have a gu- he doesn't have a gun. He don't. You he know. doesn't exist anymore. Joel Edgerton was really good. Um, I think he's he's very versatile. You know so what? I, I think Ben. Me? I, I think for me, Ben Ben has to win it. Yeah. You can't play a character like that and not be the best actor. Um, but Joel, yeah, he did win an AFI award for his role as the character that dies only twenty three minutes into the film. He, he yeah, is I, want, I did want more Joel in that. I, I liked the kind of intensity and the kind of you know his everything's going to be fine, and then he's the one that gets killed. So yeah, oh. it's it's not predictable. Yes, um, you Baz. <laughs> Well, you know what threw me through a little bit? <laughs> Sullivan Stapleton, who yes. played Craig Cody. Yes. The guy who goes running with the with the rifle, running yeah, through the yeah, with the because rifle. Because he's paranoid and he's on coke, yeah. I thought he was Guy Pierce. <laughs> he looks what? a bit like Guy Pierce. He No he doesn't. Yeah, he does. I, d- I don't think he really? I don't think he looked like Guy Pierce at all. I was um, like, oh, Guy Pierce played the brother running the rifle. But then I'm like, no, Guy Pierce was a cop. What's going on? <laughs> and he was, um, it was basically a breakthrough role for him as well. So he'd been doing a whole lot of small, tiny parts. And like he actually worked on movies. Like he, he just like worked as a, not set designer, but like worked mm. as a grip and a builder and stuff. It's good. This and so in this, vision. he was just like, boom. And I think he's gone on to do... Um, some American stuff as well now. That's so sweet. good on you, um, Solomon Stapleton. I really felt Jackie Weaver. Uh, Jackie Weaver got. I think she got an Oscar nomination or something from yes. this. Um, which is kind of cool because it's quite late in life to be nominated for an Oscar, and it gave her more international recognition. Yeah. But for those that don't know, Jackie Weaver's an Australian actress. She's really yeah. good. Um, but I felt like she played Mama Mama Smurf or the matriarch. She did mm. it really. She did it really well. She kind of nailed it. There, there's a yep. very specific type of criminal woman yeah. in Australia that you wouldn't pick. Well, the, the but dir- there, it's there, you know. The director actually wrote the role in with her in mind. Oh, he wanted wow. her to actually be, um, you know, Mama Smurf or whatever her name is, um, and he wanted Ben Mendelsohn for um, Pope as well. So, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean. It's an obvious choice. Like, if you're looking for a bad guy. Hmm. I mean, I'm waiting for them to do an Ivan Milat biopic <laughs> and cast Ben Mendelsohn as... Ben Mendelsohn yeah. is Ivan. And, and part of <clears> her... <throat> the way she interprets, interpreted the character um, was that all her children are from different fathers. Okay. And she kind of... It's not spoken in the film, but she kind of played that role, played with that role with that in mind. And she, then she does the kind of the kissing on the mouth thing, and it's like, mm. oh, that's a, okay. She like really loves her children. It's mm. and so they sort of each represent a different man in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She did a great job, and that mm. that scene where she makes the juice, she's like, "Do you want a juice?" <laughs> that was just fantastic. <laughs> As someone who's a fan of blended juices, and Sullivan Stapleton's like, "What? Oh, this is I can't hear a thing." <laughs> 
famous people. Oh, famous people. Spot. Well, all of them. I mean, it's yeah. just a star-studded cast. Is, is as there far anyone non-famous that we want to know? There's no one really. I don't know. I don't know any of the other people. Well, the big. Yeah, I mean, but they're not. They're not like spotted as an extra. Like yes. famous people spotted is like, oh my god, that's so and so in that minor it's, character. It's Daniel Craig as a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about how it went as as a film and the success of it. So, um. Well, grossed about most, most five number million of, in Australia, yeah. okay, and yeah. about two million elsewhere for a worldwide total of seven million ish. Um, the budget was five million, okay. so it made a profit of about two million. Mm. It's got the um, it's got the record for the most number of nominations, eighteen, for a feature film at the AFI Awards. Australian Film Industry for people who do not uh, Film Institute Awards. People who do not know what that means. It's not been a slow year. Oh, okay, and this annoyed me. Yes. Quentin Tarantino listed Animal Kingdom as yes. his third favourite film of 2010, behind Toy Story 3 it's and The film. Social Network. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino can F off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually the third biggest grossing film in 2010 after Tomorrow When the War Began. In Australia, obviously. Yes, in Australia. Yeah. As, uh, the the great grossing Australian film, I mm. would say. Um, Tomorrow When the War Began mm. and Brand New Day. Okay. Tomorrow When the War Began. Of course everyone's going to go and see that because like they all read the books. They're like, oh, John Marston book. Yeah. I, wish, I, I was underwhelmed. I'm, I'm not hoping that... It was a good, like, good effort, but it could have been better. And I think there was a television series that came after. I was like... The problem is they need to commit to a whole, whole thing. The series, you know, you whole have series. The, yeah, you got to have all of them. The, the, the trilogy have, must be represented. You just got actually there's five oh in the God, five, five in the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, I noticed mainly yes. the guns, the, the way guns were depicted, mm. um, was mainly shotguns or rifles mm-hmm. rather than pistols. Would you agree? Yes. And this reflected our gun laws quite well because um, in Australia it's, it's a lot harder to get automatic weapons. It's a lot harder to get um, small arms, like yes. pistols. Yes. Um, whereas because shotguns and rifles are more freely That was available. because of Port, of Port Arthur. Pretty much it's like, okay, um, this guy stuffed it up for the rest of you guys. You don't get guns. And the rest of us are like, okay, that's fine. We don't really care. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we don't, we don't need automatic weapons. I'm like, pretty sure that if I lived in America, I would have probably shot a lot of people or shot myself by now. Or gotten shot mm, mm. by some crazy. Oh, actually, I'm not black, so yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah but that reflected our gun laws at the time. But mm-hmm. if we look at when this particular crime family that it was based on were yes. active... Um, that was back in the 80s. That was it? in the 80s, whereas I don't, I think it would have been more small arms. Maybe mm. not so much automatic weapons, but. Um, yeah, but the film is set in the, set in the kind of 90s ish. Yeah. 2000s. Um, so the guns were quite accurate. Hmm. Um, the actual so, crime family it was based on were, yeah, they were really good at getting acquitted. Um, and they sort of had someone who was kind of their own almost like a lawyer, like he really knew the law well. Mm. And he's kind of, he, yeah, he, he's kind of entwined mm. with them. Like he, he's like, don't, don't say anything. And he knows kind of what they've all done. And, you know, he's questioning, like, well, why is the girlfriend here? What, what is she doing here? 
He's like, no, they're right, they're all right. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. And he's he's just, um, you know, um, giving them all the kind of scenarios. Like, oh, okay, this is what happens if you do this and this. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the actual Crown family, the lawyer, was a criminal. Like, he wasn't an actual lawyer, but oh. they referred to him as their lawyer because he had a good working knowledge of the oh, law. But wow. he was also like a bank robber or whatever. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. Oh, I know, right? So he, they, in, in this version, they sort of made him a bit more mm. an actual lawyer. Um, I would say, though, what were some of those most powerful scenes for you? Because there were certain scenes for me that I was like, holy oh my god like that scene is just beyond that is just incredible I, th- I think um, anytime someone dies yeah. that's kind of powerful yeah um, and I you know I've read this article on um, cinema autopsy uh-huh. um, and he writes what is cinema autopsy he actually writes books about um, how to um, interpret films mm-hmm. Australian I think he's Australian no I don't know um, but anyway um Michaud takes an extremely low-key approach to the violence, so it never has a chance of becoming an entertaining spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, violence is an important part of animal kingdom, but it occurs quickly, often without warning, and in an almost muted way. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I found about the whole thing. I was like, it's very low-key, and that is realistic in, in, in as much as that is how Australian career criminals are. They are very low-key people. You know, and, and there's like a... The, the scene where Baz dies, it's so quick. Like, it's, they're talking, they're just chatting in the pharmacy almost. And then, boom. is You know, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Um, where, is it Craig? Where he gets kind of hunted down, yeah. essentially. Oof. I mean, for yeah. me, it was the scene where the girlfriend is killed by... Mm. That's a powerful scene. Hope. Yes. Um, and the way he does it and, and, and suffocates her. Gives her heroin and then suffocates her. And then Luke, Luke's Ford character is, is um, what's his, I don't know, Darren? I think, it's, I think that he's, he plays Darren. And he's kind of, what are you doing? What are you, like, but he doesn't physically get up and stop him. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about their kind of relationship so creepy and, and, and there's that sense of control I think you know and there's also the I, th- I think this scene happens before where he questions him about his sexuality mm. um, and that's kind of a bit uh, sort of holds that over him or something yeah or something over him but I feel like yeah the way that that girl was murdered he kind of did it in a way like I don't want to do this but I have to mm. like that because that's how we live and that's our code and she knows too much, so she's got to go. Sweet girl, yeah. don't want to yeah. kill her. Have yeah. to do it. And it, it was almost—it was like it was quite gentle. And that's so creepy. Mm. That's just unbelievable. It's like, well, I'm going to take out the, you yeah. know, the gar- got to take out the garbage bag. It's spilled. Well, I just got no. I just have just, to carry it out. That's it. I've got something I've got to do. Yeah. yeah and okay. I felt that that's that's actually really, really, really realistic. Like people that are like that. That is what they do. They mm. do kill people, not because they want to, but that is... That's what you got to do. That is how their lifestyle is, if that makes sense. Mm. It's horrific! Horrific! Yes. But it's such a good movie. <laughs> um, any trivia? I have lots of trivia. Let's go, let's go. Okay. Um, 
Prior to filming, Ben Mendelsohn and Luke Ford made a conscious decision not to speak to each other as actors to help with their portrayal of two antagonistic brothers. Ooh, I like that. That's, that's really good. Love um, that. Love it when people go a bit method. <laughs> go a bit method, yeah. The working title for David Michaud's screenplay was originally just J. So, you had to start with a working title. Yeah. Um, David Michaud explained that among the unplanned, unscripted elements he felt compelled to add to the film's opening moment for clarity after the shooting was complete were the stills montages, stills montage of bank robberies and voiceover by a protagonist, Josh. I would have actually liked to see the a robbery hmm. go down. I hmm. think that I, I think that would have been more powerful because you, I felt kind of detached and like okay, they've done this stuff. I think. I don't know. I don't Somehow know. it kind of added to it. It was sort of like... It does add, but for me, I think... I, I felt like I would have liked to have seen that. And you don't see any of their faces. Yeah, but I feel like that's yeah. when, when it does become entertainment and you're watching yeah. a robbery going down. Yes. And then it would lose that feel of oh, like, okay. yeah. this is literally someone you could bump into on the street. Because yeah. like, if you bump into someone like that on the street, you're not going to have seen their armed robbery. Hmm. So it's all that hidden stuff. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. They were kind of cool. I don't know. Like, you don't know <laughs> yes. how... If you don't have a comparison and you can't watch the two, you can't really mm. compare it. Yeah. Okay. David Michaud says his intention was to create a crime drama that was sprawling and grand, mm. bigger, darker, th- and meaner. A film that quickly departed from the bleakness of its initial drug addicted working class milieu. 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 Ah. Quickly departed from that. So his original script, he it was wrote. It's like a smaller story. Yeah. It was more about drug addictions and things like oh, that. And nice. I think he went to um, some screenwriting, mm-hmm. screenwriters, and they were like, you should do this and this and this. And it was like, damn. And pretty much no dialogue that was in the original script actually made it into Animal oh, okay. Kingdom. Okay. It's definitely sprawling yeah. and sweeping, if that makes sense. Uh, David Michaud said he often relented to Ben Mendelsohn's request for additional takes of his scenes because of his respect for the actor's wild unpredictable contributions. I love it. I want to know what these wild, unpredictable (laughs) contributions are. The very first scene featuring Pope took about 15 takes. Jesus. Not not happy with that. He just walks in and is like... Or does he just do random stuff and then it's like, well, that wasn't in the script. Okay, I've got to shoot it again. He's just doing Will Ferrell kind of stuff. Please don't compare him (laughs) to Will Ferrell. What are you doing here? (laughs) Please. Um, this was the first major film debut for uh, the male lead, James Freshfield, and his on-screen girlfriend, played by Laura Wheelwright. They did seem, like, mm. quite fresh. Um, I'll skip that one. That's right. Read that, read that. Uh, filming began not long after the one of the longest heat waves to ever hit Eastern Australia, <laughs> lasting for approximately two weeks. Melbourne, where the film was shot, recorded its hottest temperature ever during this time. Yeah, well, what was that? Come on. We know we've had higher. Oh, it was 38. (laughs) Pussies. On some of the exterior (laughs) shooting days, the wind was so strong that the Steadicam cameras could barely be operated and occasionally broke down. It does get rather windy in Melbourne. Yeah. (laughs) Windy and hot. It's normally windy in, like, winter. (laughs) The film was critically acclaimed, and out of 39 award nominations, it received 36. And Jackie Weaver received multiple awards for her performance, as well as an Oscar nomination 
for best. I don't know. Too bad she didn't get the Oscar. Who got the Oscar that year? I don't know. We don't robbed. care. Robbed. Robbed. <laughs> okay. Um, Animal Kingdom is an American drama television series developed by Jonathan Lisko. Yes, I've heard there's an American one. It's based on it's so it's based on this film. It was and David Michaud is the executive producer. Are the characters American? Yes. I don't want to see it. I do not want to see it. Um, Ellen Barkin, I don't know who she is. She's probably like America's Jackie Weaver or something. Mm-hmm. Portrayed the leading role of Janine Smurf Cody in the first four seasons. Animal De- Animal Kingdom debuted on TNT. Debuted. 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 Yeah. Uh, June 14th, 2016. Hmm. In January 2021, ahead of the fifth season premiere, the series was renewed for a sixth and final season. Okay, who so is watching this and what's it like? They, they must have done something quite good if they're gone for six well, seasons. I think the fact that David Michaud is the executive director or whatever okay. might contribute to it being good. It is described as... Sons of Anarchy oh. with surfer dudes. What? Nihilistic feast of bros, bare butts, and bad behaviour. That's very damn different to the original Animal Kingdom. That uh, sounds terrible, but maybe it explains why it gets views. Well, it, I think the first season kind of f- follows it fairly closely in that um, the character Jay, his mother actually dies from a heroin overdose and then he goes meets the... Um, grandmother and I think they kind of because the Americans really love their kind of um, dramatic dialogue mm. she gets called Smurf a lot apparently it's like, Smurf oh, God. Smurf I was just oh, like okay God. we can stop it now oh. <laughs> I, I do have a nitpick did yeah. you have any nitpicks ah oh, God nitpicks mm. okay so my nitpick is the raid on the drug house okay yeah it's not a very good raid like they get out of the car and they're in plain sight, and they're just oh, let's let's just walk towards the drug house. Whereas I think yeah. a proper drug raid is you surround it. We surround it. We're hidden. We bash in the door. Everybody dies. Yeah, I suppose they wanted to, I think to they, get away, but I don't think no, because he's supposed to kill him. Yeah, because I mean, he, he gets kn- killed, but they wanted him running across the paddock dramatically and looking over his shoulder. Mm. You know, for dramatic maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the reason. It's like, it just didn't... Well, they could have had him, like, you know, he was digging some potatoes in the backyard and he saw them and ran. You know, you could have had a mm. reason for him to be running across a paddock. Yeah, but I think that was the, that was the main nitpick. It was just like, your drug guys aren't very good at this. Yeah. Now, another powerful scene that I remember is the first... Um, it's the first bit where... Was, uh, which character? Um, Craig gives Jay a gun. Yeah. And then they 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 follow this car, mm. and he gets out, mm. and the guy's like, "What do you want, bro? What are mm. you you following us?" And he comes out, and he's got the gun. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a scary kind of scene. There's um, yeah, like, and also I guess also being Australia, someone whips out a gun, like you know they mean business. Yeah. You know, in America, maybe a gun being whipped out isn't as big of a deal. It's more commonplace. I don't know. Any American listeners, feel free to chime in. Depends but, you where know, you whip out a gun in Australia, it's, it's a big deal. Mm. You shouldn't have one anyway. You're not allowed to carry them. <laughs> I, I think I had a nitpick when there was a point where I think two guys turn up with shotguns. 
they're just kind of carrying them and the barrel's mm. broken open. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, not everyone carries their shotguns like that. You don't always carry it with the barrel broken like that. Oh, okay. It's different ways okay. to carry a shotgun. I've never carried a shotgun, so I wouldn't know. It was probably for dramatic license. I mean, te- <laughs> technically it is a safe way t- to carry it, but, okay. you know, if you if you... If you knew it was empty, you, you didn't have mm. to keep the barrel broken. I don't imagine criminals being like, oh, yes, yeah, safety procedures and things like that. And I think where, where Craig dies, you know, he's running across the thing. But before then, he, you meet this character and it's like, um, is that his dad? Is that an uncle that they know? Yeah, it's that like, unnamed who, man. It, it's just <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of, you don't know who these people are. But he's like, I know your family is kind of, Maybe he's done, like, dodgy stuff, but he's kind of like, I've kind of left that behind, but you coming here is bad business, and I kind of don't want you here. Hmm. I guess you joined the dots. Hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. we've ticked all our boxes. Yeah, fantastic film. Loved it. I was, I've been, I was like, oh, we have to do Animal Kingdom, and now you know why. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I have to do Animal Kingdom. <laughs> It's, it's not like we bought a zoo at all, sadly. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. This has been Dinner Australis. Presented by The Lunch Hour. <laughs>